Welcome to episode five of the podcast. Today we are talking with Mr. Matt Galinsky. What a legend. If you have missed any of the other cool podcasts, check them out on the podcast. What, where do they check them out, actually? Just on iTunes, just check them out there. And uh, yeah, let's get into this, man. I end up going like this. Yeah. Excellent. Well, we're off and running. Yeah, you're on. Okay. Well, Matt Galinsky. Galinsky, where did that come from? Well, Polish originally, but yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny because people, I have Polish people come up to me all the time and go, hey, you know. Poroshki, I'm like, I don't know anything. I've got not, no Polish words. I've got, I don't know anything about Polish food or anything. My, my, neither my, my dad didn't speak Polish. His yeah. dad didn't speak Polish. So it's a long way back, you know. Siri does not like it for the record. I'm like, Matt Galinsky. Oh, really? Matt Galinsky. Oh, my God. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. So, so tell me, you're a wonderful chef, quite a famous chef. How did it all yeah, start? That's how I describe myself generally. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that, that was on your T-shirt. It says on the back there, very famous chef. Um, so where did it all start? Did it start as like a kid? Did you cook? Well, tell me um, the story. Yeah, look, it was, uh, I grew up on the Sunshine Coast on a farm. Really? So, you know, that was, I was six years old and we were living in Sunnybank in Brisbane. My parents decided to uproot us all and, move, and buy a 33-acre farm in Palmwoods. Good on them. Which was bananas and pawpaws and avocados and macadamias and all sorts Produce. of stuff. Yeah. And then within about probably five years, I think Panama and Bunchy Top had wiped out all the bananas. So dad had to go into sort of something else. So he just like mass planted pawpaws and, and grew the best pawpaws ever. Yellow or red flesh? Yeah, they were yellow ones. Red ones weren't really that much around then. I yeah, mean, right. pawpaws were pretty much like yeah. exotic back then, you know. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, yeah, so that was, you know, I kind of brought brought up completely around all this great produce and that's by the time I was, you know, eight or nine years old, that's what I knew what I wanted to do. I'd cook in the kitchen at home all the time and make stuff and, yeah, so I was lucky. I, I knew really early on that's what I wanted to do. Have you got a heap of good pawpaw recipes? Not really, no. You can't do anything. It's like custard apples. You can't do anything with pawpaws or custard apples other than just cut them open and eat them. That's what they should be. <laughs> oh, you know what? what I, you I, I, do custard them. apple, I've done... Um, <laughs> I reckon the best mates with orange and vodka. Oh, yeah. Blend it. And, yeah. Um, oh, you can make... turn them into cocktails. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you said food. Okay, fine, yeah. well, we're talking food. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, purple. What about the seeds of purple? Is there anything about that? No, I haven't really done that. Billy, you tell me about the gut health stuff. Good that you... Oh, yeah, are they? Yeah, really yeah. good, yeah. And you dry them out and grind them up like pepper. And yeah, I have seen that before, yeah. Yeah. So literally, so who was your first dinner party, mate? Did you cook for mum and dad or anything like that? Yeah, I used to do that a lot. Like I'd make the family meals at night and all that sort of stuff, like dinner. And so that was something you knew you wanted to be right from really wrong? Yeah. I, I um, Well, I was telling this story the other day. Like, by the time I hit high school, I knew that's like I was ready to like do food, hospitality and catering. Like That's what I was like, the subject I was looking forward to doing. And then I did like you know sick had to like endure six months of sewing before i got to do the six months of cooking in grade eight you know oh, how so, you have yeah, to do half yeah, and half yeah, yeah. so <laughs> the six months of sewing never finished my shorts really and then um yeah and then did cooking and then by grade nine i was able to choose my subject so i was just like yep anything to do with cooking i did french yeah i did french i did art i did biology i did cooking oh did french any, would have matched anything. the cooking being yeah. the trade language yeah and everything anything that had anything to do with cooking i did it so yeah. you know and and i was joking about this the other day that 
you know, for my 13th birthday, all I wanted was a cordless electric mixer. Um, I don't know. I've got no idea why it had to be cordless. It, you know, I don't, I don't know what I was planning on making remotely <laughs> <Yeah>. somewhere. It's <laughs> probably exactly uh, taken on the bike in the future, yeah, maybe. Yeah, because yeah. it's plugged it into the wall. But yeah, um, yeah. So that you know, that was like thirteen-year-old boy wanting a you know a, a cordless electric beater to make be able to make marshmallows. That's what I wanted to make with it. Wow. Um, so yeah, I imagine my parents were probably questioning my sexuality slightly <laughs> at that point. Um, <laughs> but, you know, yeah, yeah. But it was, uh, I didn't, I was kidding, it didn't, you know, I didn't even think about it. I was like, no, this is what I want. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, so obviously, you know, that's sort of speaks for, for where I was heading with, with my, what I wanted to do with my life. So was it, um, cakes or was it, you know, savory or a bit of everything? Yeah, it was a bit of everything, but mostly like the main thing when you're a kid is that you, you if it. you can make lollies and cakes, then you don't have to harass parents for them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? so, so you can make pikelets. Yeah. I think me and my brother used to make yep, cakes. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I used frequently. to make things like Turkish Delight and marshmallows and different yeah. stuff like that, but, you know. Really? Yeah. At quite a young age. Yeah, I was really fascinated when I, I was a kid as well about the science of it all. Like I loved making bread. Yeah. It's like such an awesome science involved yeah. in bread. And, and same with, you know, with pastry work, I suppose, with sweets making and stuff like that. You're working with gelatine or egg whites or whatever. And it's, you know, that's, um, you need to be accurate and you need to understand what's going on to yeah. make it actually work properly. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's like pastries are, are a real sort of science where, yeah. you know, how much butter you put on your fish sauce doesn't sort of matter. That's exactly much, right. Yeah. 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 I remember, yeah, at trade school, it was like, don't mess up this measurement, okay? Um, so pastries and then, um, that, so with food, we find that like, you know, all the chats that I've had with chefs is like the basics, you know, how important is it for young punters to actually just really get on top of how to make bread, how to make, you know, the basic type stuff. Yeah. I think it's probably, I mean, it's, it's extremely important. I think it probably gets missed a lot these days and which is a really a real shame, you know, I mean, even you hear stories about, um, Butchery apprentices who've never broken down a whole cow, you know. Really? Because you know, everything just comes in cry and bags and they cut it in pieces. Like, that's a thing now, you know. Like, well, that's and awful. The, the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you meant to do the boom, boom, boom. <laughs> so, yeah. I didn't know you were, we were doing dad jokes. Uh, I'll start riffing some out. <laughs> yeah, no. There's a little dad joke competition going on. I usually try and get three in the first 15. Excellent. Um, yeah, so butchery yeah. apprentices yeah. who don't do that. So I mean, yeah. yeah, and that's the thing. It's the same thing with... with um, you know, with the chef's apprentices these days. And there's a lack of probably training on the job. There's less opportunity to do, to use those skills. You know, what yeah. I've really tried to do with my time at Peppers is every time I go there, I'll pull the young chefs aside if I'm doing something interesting and go, hey, do you want to, sh or, you know, show you this? And I'll explain every little aspect of it if it's a, you know, got a French name, then I'll explain to them why it's got that name or, mm. and, you know, the origins of the particular dish or that technique or whatever and try to, you know, whether they appreciate it or, or retain the knowledge or whatever, but often they do, you know. If I turn it into an interesting story for them, they're more likely to actually remember it. Oh, and wow. I'll go back and ask them a week later, you know, what, what's, what does tiramisu mean, you mm. know, or what's the translation of this particular word or whatever, and they know. And it's like, wow, wow that's, that's cool. That's good, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's really good. Yeah. Um, if you understand, yeah, often if you understand the language and you understand the techniques, you, you become a better chef. So, Is an apprenticeship still four years or is it three now? No, it's, can, it can probably be two now. Yeah, really? It's all based on, it's all competency-based training. And that's, you know, don't get me started on 
on the industry <laughs> and what a terrible state <laughs> okay. it's in. Okay, because, well, we won't go there. You know, the, I mean, the, the biggest issue that's happened with, with training, I think, is that, um, it, it, you know, it is, it's competency-based training and anybody can just go, oh, yeah, you know, you know how to cook a piece of fish, don't you, mate? Yeah. Oh, yeah, sign you off on that. Okay, yeah, you're right. qualified. Done, Yay. you know. And that's what happens a lot of the time. It's mm. supposed to be you do this job at work, you do this job at college, Okay, both things are ticked. Okay, you know that skill now. How many weeks of college is it? We won't talk about too long, but... Don't even have to go to college these days because there's just all these on-the-job trainers who, you know, and something I do get on my high horse about, all the TAFEs are empty because there's all these service providers going in and going, hey, we'll teach your apprentices how to be chefs and sign up with us, and they get paid truckloads of money. And the, uh, you know, and the kids get no training, you know, they're supposed to do, so they're supposed to come in and do on the job training with these apprentices, but often you don't even, just don't even see them or they don't come in and do, you know, they don't come in and go, here, here's a whole fish, here's how you fill it. Okay, yeah, you do Mm. one. Never seen one of them do that. Mm. Um, And that's, you know, that's what, if I had it my way, I'd close them all down tomorrow and just send everyone to TAFE on six-week blocks. Yeah. Because that was, it used to be three six-week blocks. Yeah, well, that's what I did. And that's, yeah, that's what we all did. And and there's more to it than just going there and learning skills. There's a real, um, you know, I'm still really good mates with a lot of people I went to college with. Yeah. Because there's that camaraderie. You learn from each other mm. what each other's skills are. If you're in the kitchen and you're having somebody just rock up and go, yeah, fill it a fish, then you're, on, you're only learning from that person and... The people that you work with every day and they've mm. got a certain skill set but when you see all these other p- people who are your peers working around you it can be really it's a really valuable thing i think mm. and that's so that's what we've done now is we've pulled them out of that system where we are and we're sending them to tafe great so, so where's the where's the tape that you can send them to in Brisbane? um Marishador. all right okay yep. well, that's yep. nice class it is it's good yeah um yeah because i find two years i think after after seven or eight years i still felt like I, there was so much to learn and the games obviously changed all the time but i think what i was getting at there with the basics and what you sort of reiterated on was that if you can do the basics well then you can sort of extend your you know your knowledge from there yeah but um yeah if they're pushing them through really really quickly and ticking boxes you know as much as it's nice to get a piece of paper it's not really the go but um no. there's a lot to be said for experience as well you know it's not all just knowledge there's a t- certain amount of time that you need to have experienced a certain amount of situations mm. in a kitchen that make you able to deal with those situations in the future. So you know, I think four years is a pretty reasonable amount of time to be an apprentice. Yeah, you know? I do too. I don't, I don't understand why they need to rush it. but Yeah, and because businesses are, at the end of the day, they're trying to make money as well as train people. So there's only a certain amount of time where they want to get a bit of value out of you and and still be able to offer you some training. So it is essentially four years. And sometimes you might keep them for one year or two years and then they might move on for a different phase. But yep. Yeah, but Noosa seems to be a pretty good spot because a lot of good chefs in Noosa. Yeah. So, you know, if you're moving around a little bit, you'd be trained relatively Yeah, well. look, and I actually encourage, you know, young people to to not just be complacent and, and stay with the one place, you know. Mm. Once they feel like they've learned what they can learn at a place, then move on to the next place, mm. you know. But but do your research, you know, about where, where do I want to work, mm. where, you know, instead of just going, oh, there's a job there, I'll take it. Work out what it is you want to do, what you want to learn mm. from which people, you know, um, and do your research. You can easily, like, you know, Google stalk anybody these days and find out what they're like as a person, even as yeah. much as they are as a chef. Yeah, you know? yeah. So 
Um, and I say that to, to, you know, to young kids as well. You don't want to go into a kitchen working for a psycho that puts you off doing what you really love, you yeah. know. So find out what they're like first. <laughs> yeah. So where was your first job? Um, I Well, I was cooking in lots of different places before I left school, just random little cafes and stuff all over the coast. And then um, when I left school, I moved straight to Brizzy and got a job. I was a, a vegetarian at the time. Um, I was a little hippie kid. I had dreadlocks down to my bum. It's hard to believe. Um, and uh, <laughs> with all my all my morals intact and everything else and nice. my ideals. And, and then uh, so I moved to Brisbane and I actually hand wrote a letter to the only vegetarian re- restaurant in Brisbane, which is in Melbourne, was in Melbourne Street in yep. South Brisbane, Squirrels, uh, which was kind of legendary at the time. They wrote had lots of vegetarian cookbooks and they were the, you they know. They were just like. 15, 20 years too early, were they? They were, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they, they did really, it did really well, that place, you know. It was, yeah. a, it was a good restaurant and it was doing, this was like 1990 and they were doing like gluten-free food and vegan food and, you know, nobody had heard any of that, you know, macrobiotic cooking and lactose-free and, you know, all that sort of stuff. So I learned heaps of, about that and being a vegetarian was, to me, I think it was a really important way to start my apprenticeship yeah so I'm not a vegan vegetarian yeah? yeah 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 i'll tell you what have you seen that game changer on netflix no but everybody's told yeah, me about it in the last two weeks yeah, and i'm yeah. like because I'm, I'm a bit afraid to watch it because i think when i do <laughs> i'll probably turn that way as yeah, well yeah, to be yeah, honest be careful yeah. it's um yeah every i actually was speaking to bruno LeBay about it the other day yeah um and he was because he's a vegetarian he was telling me all about it and he said yeah it's just amazing the the um you know the facts and the results and everything speak for themselves. Yeah, you know, I'm watched it, and as this comes out of my mouth, it feels like it's not true. But I'm pretty sure Arnold Schwarzenegger is now a vegetarian. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah. So yeah, and um, yeah. Anyway, that was really interesting. But okay, so you first. What, so when did you get your first restaurant? Then, if we're through your training, well, then you. I I we went there? to I, I I started at Squirrels. I went to I moved after a year and a half. I decided that I'd learned as much as I could learn there, pretty much, and I moved to. Um, uh, Chevalier's restaurant, which is over in Milton. It was like a little BYO just off Park Road. Yeah. Um, finished my apprenticeship there. And the day that I finished my apprenticeship, they offered me the head chef job there. Wow. So I went from, you know, from four years of an apprenticeship to taking over the place. And, and that was really good for me. I was happy. I was ready for it. And, I, yeah. you know, really enjoyed it. And I did that for maybe a year or two years or something. And then um packed up all my stuff and went around australia for a year in an old shitty old bedford van with a fishing rod and a whole lot of books and nice by yourself no me and my my then wife rachel um she just finished her nursing degree yeah um and i just finished you know my apprenticeship and so we just spent a year bushwalking and fishing and reading books and you know Hanging out, yeah, right. Playing, playing drums. Well, I was still a hippie then, of course. Yeah, so yeah. Still dreadies. Had the, had the drum, yeah. yeah. Oh, I've got to find a photo. Yeah, of that. yeah. Got that. some good photos of that. <laughs> um, so yeah, and that was good. And then I came back, worked for another year in Brisbane, and then took off overseas and you know travelled the world basically. So, um, and then when I came back from overseas, we were pregnant with twins, so yeah. we moved back to the Sunshine Coast. Just had little babies and was just looking for a job and went dropped in there and. Um, got a job there straight away, just as a just as a chef, yep. a little larder, um, and then a couple, probably a year or two later, the head chef left, and Leone offered me the job as the head chef, and and I was there for six years or so. Wow! Um, and I loved it. It was such yeah. a good place to work. It was yeah. 
Uh, I, I, any reason I left there because I loved I loved being there and I worked really hard. It was a really hard, tough job where I was working lots of hours, and but I loved every second of it. Yeah. And the only reason I decided to leave in the end was that I really wanted to own my own business. Yeah. So I was like, now yeah, I've got to do this sometime. Yeah. So I left there. How old were you about now? Oh, what would I have been? It's 32 yeah, or right. 30, yeah, maybe yeah. a bit older than that. That's a good time to take the risk. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had no money, no capital at all, no, yeah. <laughs> no idea what I was going to do, but I was just like, oh, no, I need to go now. Um, I left, you know, resigned from there and started up. I thought, oh, I know what I'll do. I'll, I'll have a store at the farm, no, there's a farmer's market selling value-added products of all these farmers that I I've met. That. I've met. Yeah. I'll take their products straight from the farm, turn it into something, sell it at the farmer's market stupidest business idea ever (laughs) (laughs) time consuming you make no money from it it's like an emotional roller coaster every day everyone just wants to talk to you yeah and it was great don't get me wrong i enjoyed it there's no way to make money but what it ended up being was we um myself and ex-sous chef my sous chef from ricky's joined forces and we used that stall at the farmer's market as a platform to promote our catering business which we then built into the rolling door marty which was ended up being a a fantastic catering business which i think that was probably around the time that i sort of got to know you a little bit yeah that's right yeah one day there were Dwayne. yep that's right benny and the crew yep um and you was coming in there and 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 then like how did you get on ready steady cook well that was just like i was at ricky's at the time it was okay. about 2002 or something, yeah. I think. And that was just, it was actually through, so one of the girls who was on the production crew in Sydney um, was from Noosa. And she, they decided what they wanted to do for with Ready Steady Cook was have chefs from Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane. Mm. And she said, oh, we should get someone from Noosa. That's a real foodie place, mm. a real hip and happening sort of place, you know. Have you and met went, the guy with dreadlocks? They said, oh, do you... <laughs> You know, do you know anyone there? So she rang Helen Flanagan. Yeah. And Helen Flanagan knew me from coming to Ricky's all the time. And she and she said, oh, you should talk to Matt. And so they just rang me out of the blue one day at, at Ricky's and said, hey, you know, we're doing this show um, in Sydney. Wondering if you'd be interested in, you know, coming and auditioning for to be one of the chefs. There's 12 chefs in the first team, basically. Um and uh, and I said, oh no, not really. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks anyway. Um, oh really? Oh, yeah, you turned I, was, it I down. turned down. I was like, oh, no, nah, I'm a bit busy for that. Really. And then I spoke to a few people. And I'm like, you idiot, <laughs> just go yeah, and audition. Yeah, profile or whatever. So yeah, I mean, well, that's the thing. Back then, it wasn't. There it wasn't, wasn't really any such yeah. thing as a profile. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Then there wasn't anything such thing as a celebrity chef either. Really, oh, I, I left it was being Huey's a chef because... cooking adventures. Oh my god, that, <laughs> Huey! I just punched myself in the face watching that. Sorry, Huey, but it was terrible. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, people were saying, oh, what was your inspiration as a kid? As a kid? Did you sit on your nonna's knee and make knock I'm like, no, it was Peter Russell Clark that five yeah. minutes before the goodies, yeah, you know? of course. I was like, goodies. that was my inspiration. That's probably what made me a chef in the first place. Oh, man. Um, how much did you love the goodies? Just oh, quickly off great topic. show, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you how much I loved it quickly. This is yeah. a great story. Watching the goodies, <laughs> Billy knows the story. We were watching the goodies and the last minute, all the punchline at the very end, right? Yeah. My mum was yelling out from about 18 past six to go, dinner's on the table, dinner's on the table. And as a little kid, I was standing near the door like to run up the hallway when she when I saw her coming down. And all the others were on the couch. I have four older siblings. 
And then mum come around the corner. She's going to kill me for telling the story. <laughs> and she put an axe through the television. No. <laughs> no way. <laughs> and said right to the table. <laughs> and we all ran to the table and ate all of our dinner. Wow. Uh, yeah. So, that's a, that's yeah, amazing. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. try that. <laughs> <laughs> Back then you'd get yeah. away. I'm talking, that was like wow. 70-something. So probably 1980 or maybe something. I don't know. That's, but, really, that's um, a good way yeah. to get you to eat your dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> But yeah, so the Peter Russell Clark, what <laughs> yeah. a legend! I, I, you know, I don't think he made any money really either. But I really do think that he was uh, my inspiration as well. Like, yeah, he was just I mean, so uh, real, and I think yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. everyone's searching for on social media now. They're, they're trying to be real and be themselves because that actually is what we want to see. We want yeah. you to be vulnerable. We want you to see it because um, that is, yeah, he was he was bloody awesome. Yeah, he was. Was that like the dairy industry or something that really pushed? Yeah, that it was. Like? Yeah, it was the where's the cheese was his slogan oh, yeah, yeah. At, at one point. I don't think it originally was, but I think that's what they they got onto that original yeah, yeah. eventually. And yeah, no, and and so yeah, going back to Ready Steady Cook, you know, that was some not something that I think any like many of us who went to audition for it were thinking, yeah, I'm going to be a celebrity chef, you know, because there wasn't any such thing. It was just like, oh, I've been asked to go on this show and I'm, now I'm shitting myself. I've actually got to do it. Mm. Um, and uh, But, yeah, it was heaps of fun to make. It was yeah. great. You know, after the first four or so episodes where you're just like in fear the entire there was, time. There was a heap of shit in the pantry, but really. Oh, yeah. The idea wasn't that like you've got to make it. Every, like four dishes in 20 minutes just using these five ingredients. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The idea was to show people that if they happen to have those five ingredients in, the, you know, yeah. most people have milk and eggs and yeah, sugar yeah. and yeah, yeah. stuff like that, you know. Um, so, yeah, it was we had the basics that you would normally have in a pantry plus five other random ingredients. Okay, so we've got bamboo. Yep. We've got chicken. Yep. We've got nasturtiums. Yep. We've got um, uh, beans and we've got... Uh, one more grain, brown rice. Mm. Give me a recipe quickly. Um, are they big nasturtium leaves or small ones? <laughs> <laughs> big. <laughs> Whatever you want them to be. Okay, uh, mince the chicken and the um, and finely dice up the bamboo shoots, and then and like with your pantry ingredients, your lemongrass and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> from Gourmet Garden, of course, yeah. um, and chili. You make a like a like a minced mix, and then wrap the uh, wrap that into like dolmatis. Um, oh. With the nasturtium leaves, and then skewer them on skewers, like four rolls per two, per double skewer, and then grill them. Show off! And that then, was awesome. Um, what was the other thing? I had brown rice. Just said my brown rice. <laughs> oh, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> huh? You think of that? <laughs> you know that Billy, Billy was on. You were on, weren't you? Yeah. <laughs> I was with Alistair. Oh, yeah, really? Wow. Yeah. Must have been terrible to lose. Al and I used to every time we'd do the show, we'd ring each other straight afterwards. Oh, how many? How many did you get? How many did you win last time you were there? There was one yeah. host. He was a little weird for a while. He didn't oh, sort of know much. But uh, was it? There was one sort of good one and one that was sort of only okay. Oh, it started out. There was um, Nick Stratford was the first guy. He did it for a year, and then they brought in Pete, and Pete did it for most of the time. Right. And he yeah. was he was actually what made the show. Yeah. Or well, maybe the first guy wasn't so good. And then Colin Lane, like Lane on Woodley. Yeah, he was the last one, and, and Colin was great, but he wasn't. He wasn't Pete. Pete was like Pete works because he's just goofy, like burning himself all the time, <laughs> and cutting himself, and doing yeah. saying stupid stuff. And that's, yeah. I think, you know, being real. Yeah, that's yeah. What, that's exactly yeah. what it was. You know, and people could relate to his stupidity in the kitchen. I think that was what a big part of it was. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so you did that for how long? Oh, 
nine years or something, I think. Wow. Yeah, it went it's for a long time, long. that show. I think it went for nine, like 11 years or something yeah. in the end. Um, and then it just sort of ran its course. You yeah. Know, they all peter out eventually. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it was really good fun. You yeah. know, it was – and it was actually interesting because because the show was pretty much exactly how it looks on looked on telly. It was like people go, oh, you knew what the ingredients were or you had more than 20 minutes. Yeah. So it was exactly what it looked like. Yeah. Well, there you know, no... like, like obviously right then I, I struggled to even think of five things to say to you, but um, – mm. No, like that was just amazing what you just came up with right then. You know? Yeah, it's um no, well that's that's exactly the the thing about that show was that you didn't have any time to think. So if you had time to dwell on it, you'd change your mind oh, and you'd yeah. just doubt yourself. If you just sort of you know got five ingredients, and you didn't have they didn't give you any time to yeah. to think. You it's amazing what you could actually come up with, and that was a big part of it. So after Rolling Doll Marty, um, where did you work after that? Well, after Rolling Door Marty, oh, was that the Rolling Door Marty? <laughs> That's hey, come on, he's blowing leaves <laughs> off his roof next door. This is Pomona's beautiful trees everywhere. Yeah. We're on Matt's deck looking at his fancy midlife Sam prices. Sam have enough to do today. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to listen to the blower over there for a little while. <laughs> is it going? Oh, it's a, yeah, it's right. all right. Um, uh, um, yeah, so we're... The <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 that's right, exactly. Uh, he's coming this way too. Well, you're going to have to get real close to the um, mic. But yeah, where, where did it work? So, so basically, I mean, it was 2011. Um, so 2006 to 2011, Owen, Owen Exton and myself ran the Rolling Dot Marty. Um, we built that up and, and Owen's an uh, awesome chef. He was, you know, we, we were a great team together, both of us, you know, running that business. Um, and, then, and then I was in the fire. Yeah, in 2011, Christmas 2011, um, and so I was out of action there for you know oh, a good 12 months, and Owen just continued to run the business. And when it became time for me to sort of, I was rehabilitated, and I needed to do something. It was kind of like uh, I couldn't really. He didn't really, you know, he'd sort of moved on, and I'd moved on, and I didn't really want to go back. It was yeah. kind of my old life, and it would yeah, be really yeah. hard to go back to yeah. doing that. Um, so we just made an agreement. It, we, you know, split the business. He paid me my half out and paid me off over, you know, a couple of years sort of yep, thing. that's nice. Um, and then, um, and I just sort of moved on to, uh, you know, wasn't kind of looking for work really. Yeah. It just kind of, things just started, people started contacting me and going, oh, will you come and cook at this? Or will you do this food festival? Or will you talk, speak at that? And that's kind of how it went for, I suppose five or so years where the work just rolled in and each year it gets busier and busier and I get asked to go to some random country town out west and cook for a couple hundred people in a paddock or, you know, I find myself in all these crazy situations where I rock up not knowing what to expect and having to think on my feet. Yeah. Um, And I've really enjoyed it. And a lot of those ones I go back to every year now. Yeah. I've done Roma four years in a row. I go to Mackay and do the Whitsundays thing, you know, big dinner up there every year. Yeah. Once I've done one, they kind of go, okay, so we'll see you on the 22nd of June next year. <laughs> I'm like, oh, <laughs> Do it again. Oh, you, did, you did Beef Week as well, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I've done Beef Week a couple yeah. of times. That's yeah. really fun. Yeah, 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 that's good. And the Good Food Show. Yeah, we just did Good Food and Wine Show in Brizzy. Alistair and I did that a few I, I weeks ago. I think I saw you out there. You did that ages ago as well. And I think I yeah. had a drink with you and you. Yeah, I've done a few uh, over, yeah. over the years. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's always a good one to be involved with. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's always something, you know. There's always a, a food festival or a, you know, 
some sort of event. I'm going to, I'm going to Norfolk Island on Saturday, actually, which will be nice. Wow. I've been looking forward to that one for a long time. Have you been um, there before? No, I've never been there. So um, that'll be, you know, uh, it's actually a really nice one because it, um, the girls are coming with me. Yep. So I'm not sort of racking off for a week and leaving yeah. my family at home. They're, the girls will be there with me. They're not making me work too hard at it. It's the Norfolk Island Food Festival. What um, shed will the motorbikes be in? <laughs> <laughs> it's um yeah so um you know that'll be be nice to actually be away it's like when you go overseas yeah yeah no one can kind of touch you yeah, yeah, yeah. So i'm sorry i couldn't receive any emails yeah, or yeah. take any phone yeah, calls yeah. um so i'm kind of looking forward to to getting away for a week so that's sort of like a holiday but you're getting paid yeah yeah kind of yeah yeah, yeah. but there is a bit of an expectation yeah absolutely yeah, yeah yeah what are they promoting over there well, the funny thing about Norfolk Island is that it's um, it's really isolated. You're not allowed to take any fruit and veg in, so they've got to grow everything they need there, basically. Well, that's good. That's a yeah, challenge. In it itself. is. It's a real challenge on a, on an island because um, you don't have the pantry with the lemongrass. No, it? that's for sure. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it'll be interesting. I'm doing a dinner over there for. I'm doing one course of a dinner for 100 people or something like that. They grow their own beef over there, so I'll be using their beef. Obviously, they've got lots of seafood over there. Yeah, lots of good fish. Um, so yeah, it's but it's it's not as easy when you go to do something like that. And it's the same when you go out west. You know, you can I can ring you guys up and go, yeah, I want you know, yeah, twelve punnets of baby yeah. red vein sorrel yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't get that in Roma. No, <laughs> you know, no. not a chance. By the time it made it there, it'd be it'd be dead. You know, yeah. it'd be mulch. So yeah. um, you've got to sort of work with what you can get hold of you know in those mm. sort of places and and adapt that must be good but it is it's really good mm. i love it you know the, the reason i get to ask to go and do roma and you know whit sundays and different thing different places like that is that that's what i really love doing is going okay well what have you got there you know what can i use that's local and work it into a menu send me a list of you know bob down the road goes pumpkins and this person does the beef and that person has whatever rosellas or whatever yeah. it is you know yeah. and then work a menu around that so you're actually giving visitors and the locals themselves like a, a real true indication of what their region is yeah i had to say but that's the ready steady skills of you know being yeah. used there right yeah, they? They are. You know, like, totally yeah. yeah and that local local stuff like i know that you're you well i don't know you're ambassador for something or other or you yeah for gimpy yeah so i've done that for five years they're and they're their food and culinary tourism ambassador they call me yeah right yeah i'm trying to get them to make some like some gimpy regional council flags for the front of my car yeah yeah, right. yeah. yeah. Nice. so um but uh yeah no that's been really good that's something they came to me and said oh we you know we're thinking about doing this thing where we have a food ambassador and and Alistair's the you know ambassador for Lockyer Valley. And no, a lot no. of the regions have got um, you know a food ambassador, somebody yeah, yeah. to be to advocate for their producers, basically. So if you didn't hear any of that, that was probably the best part of the podcast. So. <laughs> but the guy next door's roof is extremely leafless. So yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, right. So he's out there. You're there, and you're best mates, and you play in a band. We do. Yeah. Well, we play, <laughs> play quite badly together every now and then. Is, is what I'd call it. Um, yeah, we, uh, we, Al plays guitar and I play bass and a bit of drums and stuff. Yeah. So when we get together, we kind of knock out a few tunes together. So you would have been mates from Ready Study, is that where you met? Yeah, him, that's or? where we met. Actually, we met, um, we were being taken on a, um, a junket to Melbourne, um, to milk salmon in the Yarra Valley. That's where we met. 
Really? Yep. It was three chefs and we were being taken down by a supplier in Brisbane. Yeah. Because we, I was at Ricky's and Al was at Brett's Wharf and we used a lot of the Yarra Valley Salmon Row. So they said, oh, do you want to come down and, you know, there's a two-week window where they milk the salmon there. Yeah. And that's it. You know, it's, you know, so, so there's like, yep, let's go. Cool. Yeah. Get on a plane, flew down. I sat next to Al on the way on the plane on the way down there. And by the time we landed in Melbourne, we were best mates. So, you know, and then we have been ever since. So, yeah. um, Yeah. And then we both got asked to do Ready, Steady, Cook, obviously, uh, probably a couple of years after that, which was, which was lovely. The funny thing is, I don't remember him on it. I remember you. Oh, really? Is that right? I know he's, uh, as he lives and breathes, he's very, you know. No, I, I I can spot him from a hundred. It was the one that would be, would have been talking a lot. Oh, yeah, a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I I feel like I do remember now, but yeah, yeah. I um yeah, I've got to get him on here too, actually. Yeah. Um, where where are we going? Okay. Uh, so you were there, then you're doing that, and then that's about it. Now you're doing peppers. Yeah, well, that's been about eighteen months ago that peppers um people came and well they've been harassing me for a while um and I had other commitments so I was sort of no I don't really think I'm ready and then. I reached a point where I was like, yeah, okay, so long as I can um, continue doing the other stuff that I, you know, that I love yeah. doing, going to Rome or going to, you know, wherever and doing yeah. all that stuff. Um, so, you know, I said yes on the basis that I'm not the head chef there and I'm not there all the time. You know, I'm there probably a couple of days a week to, to drop in and go, oh, I've got this idea for this dish. Yep. And these are the ingredients that we can get from that person, this person, you know, yep. we can get capers from there and we can get... Yep whatever tomatoes from this person and cheese from that person and and put together a dish based on you know all these different people i know work out logistics of how we're going to get those ingredients teach those guys the guys in the kitchen here's their phone numbers here's how many days before you need it you've got to order it Mm. you know all those things here's how it gets to us here's how you know what how much you can order all that sort of stuff work all that out write the recipes go here's the dish see you later guys i'm off to whoop whoop to do whatever nice. so it's a good it's good for me um and yeah it's been it's not been without its challenges that's for sure it's really hard for me to just kind of because it, i guess everyone in a place it's a big place mm. it's a like a hotel and everyone's got their own level of um you know level of standards that you know and and um, care and mm. everything else, so it's it's not possible to to get it right all the time. And there's yeah. been times where I've just gone wanted to go running, screaming, and no, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. And sometimes I look at it and go, oh no, I think I made a bit of a difference here. Like mm. I've taught people some good skills. And, yeah, you like know, you're saying before. Yeah, that sounds um, like. A, yeah. So yeah, it's not all for for nothing. I think it's you know, but it's something that you've got to be patient with and and build on. A lot of sort of chefs like in your position are doing that style of sort of running the show, aren't they? They're sort of like popping in, sort of setting some menus up. And, yeah, I think and it's then... you know, obviously it's the it's the venue using your name and your images yeah. and your you know yeah. your your brand is yeah. to sell the place. Yeah. Um, but it also has to be good and has to, you know, has to have a high standard. Otherwise, you know, it, it, whether I'm there or not, mm. as far as everybody's concerned, it's, it's my yeah. it's Macalinsky's restaurant, and I, even if I'm not there doing it badly, somebody else is. Mm. People are still going to say, oh, "I went to Macalinsky's restaurant. It was mm. shit." Yeah, yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's going to come back on me, basically. So mm. the better the teacher I can be. Um, the you know the better the food's going to be, the more happy the customers are going to be. Mm. But it's yeah, it's it's um, it, 
takes time and it takes patience and mm. everything else. So yeah, but it's been it's been a good challenge for me. It's been to me the the biggest thing that I've gotten out of it is learning to communicate really well. You know, that's something that I just kind of originally when I went there, I was like, yeah, here's a dish. You know, here's how to make it. Um, okay, go for it. And then not thinking that everyone's got a different level of understanding mm. and skills and interpretation. You know, yeah, that's right. So it's more about now me making sure that I really communicate with the guys and make sure they really know what they're doing mm. um, and not just leave them to it. Yeah, right. And check on everyone, you know. It could be like eight different people cooking the same dish in a week. Yeah. So, it, and it could be cooked eight different ways, so. What's ne- next for Matt Galinsky? What's next? What's on the horizon? Oh, I don't know. I keep on saying, like, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to take it easy next year. I've been saying that for about the last four years, and it just, you know. And the thing is, once the when the work's there and the and the, you know, all those fun experiences that I have by going and doing all this different stuff all over the place is, mm. I really enjoy it. Mm. You know, I don't really want to stop doing it. Well, yet. you live in a great spot. And yeah, you know. that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it means you know I've just got to get a bit of a bit of balance, I suppose. But. Um, you know, I'm still enjoying, I'm still is enjoying a, doing it, peppers. Is that like a man thing? Like we, like I love what I do as well, and everyone yep. tells me you know, you're working too much, you got to slow down. Yep. Not like the guy next door. <laughs> he's definitely, <laughs> he's definitely not working too hard. Yeah. He just loves his blower. Mm-hmm. The, the serenity here is just amazing. <laughs> isn't it? There's bloody bush. Oh, it's yeah, just the bush, yeah, eh? yeah, there's good, nothing it? like it, eh? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So more of the same. Oh, look, I think so at this stage. You know, yeah. I'm not looking to have my own place. I've got a daughter who's two and a half years old, and I, I'm kind of like, oh, I don't really want to start up my own restaurant yeah. or something and just be tied to something, you know. If if I did that, it would be, you know, goodbye to, you know, all this other travelling around and doing, you know, having adventures all over the place. Yeah, um, yeah. Be, I'd be I think fair. that's good. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I'd love to do what you do. Have you done a book? No, I haven't. But I'd, that's something that I, you know, yeah. started years ago as well. And yeah, just yeah. Kind of, then I get busy and yeah, I'm also pretty fussy, you know, yeah. when it comes to that sort of stuff. Like yeah. I'll do it and then I go, oh no, that's not good enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bin that. Yeah. So you yeah. need to be told to write a book in five minutes. Like that's it. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah, I work. Be- I work well under pressure. Yeah, yeah. You know, I do. I I write for in Noosa magazine to fill all the food articles, anything to do with food for that and. That's the only way that I can do it is to leave it till the very last minute, like I'm doing today, mm. uh, by riding to a caper farm on my motorbike and mm. back. I'm not. That means I'm not doing the stories that I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. Um, but you know, I'll have four emails there from the editor going, "Where's my bloody stories?" And yeah. that's what'll kick me into gear, and I'll have to do it. So yeah, yeah. Same thing. Yeah, you're right with a book. Yeah. I need someone to yell at me. Yeah, I know the feeling. The naughty boy. Um, I would like to do a book as well, but I, I'm the same. I can't even. You know, there's there's loads of vegetable stories, but they all get yep. combined into every other sort of book as yeah, well. Yeah, that's so a, that's like, the biggest issue, isn't it? I mean, yeah. there's so many books out there, and I kind of go, oh, that's already been done. Oh, you know, what what have I got to offer that's new and interesting? Yeah. And you know, yeah. I want it to be unique and everything else. And yeah. yeah, it's you, and maybe it, it's a matter of yeah, backing yourself a little bit, I suppose, and not doubting yourself. Yeah. Um. So yeah, okay, I'm doing it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so really, you're doing probably it. Probably. <laughs> <not. laughs> 
okay. Oh, who's your? Where do you? Where do you love to eat? Like, where's your pick of you know Noosa? I mean, obviously peppers, but I mean, yeah. Uh, you know, where 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 a visitor's gonna you know go and try? Where they this can't not go to? Oh, so. look, there's so much to choose from in Noosa. Yeah, there which is. is good, I know, and I know, you know. it's nearly a political question for you, but yeah. you know, because you know you know everybody in town. Yeah, look, I mean, I've got my favourites, and I guess for all different reasons. Yeah. Um, you know, locally. Yes, yeah. obviously one where you go and it's you know, it's a beautiful restaurant and Rio's there and he's yeah. you know, he's, he's the front man. Yeah, and he's it, the theatre. Yeah, he's the theatre. Yeah. And, and and I love that about that place. Um, I love Thomas Corner because it's just yeah. It's you know I like going to places where I come away going oh I wish I thought of that dish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and and that's why you go there is yeah. to inspire you a little bit. You know, and other chefs that are and they're both very locally. Push yeah, a lot they of local are. Ingredients. They're both both in that same vein. Um, you know, you go to sales and sit out the front there and look at the beach. And, yeah, yeah, you know, that's another uh, absolutely beautiful spot. But there's so many. You know, like some young guys, obviously, is yeah, yeah, cranking yeah. and busy yeah. and pumping and yeah. you know, and it's um, their food's awesome. There's yeah, there's so many different different places to choose from and all yeah. this stuff popping up as well. And I, yeah. I, you know, I can't keep up with it to be honest. Is there like I know we don't do much of it here, but is there like a little like a little takeaway or a little street sort of little place? Is there a place that does a burger or, or something that you know isn't oh. the the likes of the restaurants that we're talking about? Is there anything like that in Noosa that just does like one thing like really really well? Oh jeez, I, I don't think there is actually. That's top of my head either. Yeah. I just can't think of anything off the top of my head. I'm sure there is. There's an idea. We sure better edit heaps. that out. That's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, I love the burger bar in Thomas Street. That's always been good. Yeah. You know, um, good, you know, it's consistent. It's always good. It's always yum. Yeah. yeah. Um, good value. And the original Betty's Burger lady. That was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and who's uh, the young players in the game that you, you like? Basically, what I call a young player is anyone under, say, nearly 30 these days. But, <laughs> you know, who's, who, who are you watching, like, that's just super good that you're really liking? Anyone? My oh. answer for years was Joe Barrett and Matt Stone, but they're old now. I mean, not yeah. that old guy, sorry. But, um, you know, who's who's coming through? Um, oh, look, there's... Thousands. Yeah, there's heaps. You know, it's really good to see... Um, like Alana's doing obviously yeah, really well. Yeah, yeah. Um and from Noosa too. Yeah, that's right. And it's good to see She's actually uh, from pushing Gimby, you know boundaries. That? Yeah, I know. Yeah. We don't hold that against her. <laughs> um yeah, uh, it's like it's good to see that she's in a position where she is there as well to be pushing the boundaries, yeah. you know, in a Brisbane restaurant. Yeah. Um because it's, you know, it's often it's just more of the same sort of stuff. And yeah. that's the sort of place you want to go to, the sort of place I want to go to and go Wow, yeah. you know that's an awesome dish. I wish I could cook that, but I couldn't. Yeah, you know, not that I wouldn't be able to, but it's not—it's not my clientele at all. You yeah, know, if I put any of those dishes on my menu, they just wouldn't sell. Yeah, you know, I had to change the name of Spatchcock to Young Chicken just so I'd sell some. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, and that's the truth. That's yeah. the, I've got to—I've got to cater to a certain market. And yeah, I was doing, you know. A few chefs have found that they, they yeah. go to Noosa, they go, wait a minute, it's not quite what I thought it was. Because yeah. they think it's Noosa food and wine every night. Of yeah, every that's week, right. Though, and it's, and not, it's not at all. <laughs> um, not even close. Is this guy going to go again with his bloody <laughs> thing? <laughs> oh, my um, God. Okay. okay. Well, Fox we can probably nearly wind up, up anyway. But um, Yeah, look, on that subject, I think there's uh, there's loads of, loads of great young chefs and... Um, 
Uh, Damon Porter's another one. You know, you know Damon? He, he's a Noosa boy as well. Um, Where's he now? He is. I'm trying to think of the name of his restaurant. It's in Albion. Google. <laughs> um, but he does all sorts. He's amazing um, at charcuterie. There's yeah, all right. sorts of amazing stuff there. That is his place. We'll have to try him out. The name of the bloody restaurant. So if people want to find you. What is your Instagram and how do people how do people follow you? Um, I'm just story? Matt Galinsky at um, on Instagram. Yeah, I think I'm Matt Galinsky official on Facebook. Um, I've got a website which I don't update. I haven't updated for about <laughs> eight no years. No one does because Instagram no, is everyone's that's website exactly now. That's exactly right. What yeah. a waste of time. Um, and yeah, I think that's probably I don't do Twitter. Um, but yeah, I you know I'm a lazy social media sort of person. I'll yeah. take a photo of something, put it on Instagram, and link it to Facebook. So I kill two birds yeah, with one stone. Yeah, yeah, nice. Um, so yeah, look, that's um, yeah. The, it's it's I guess I'll put I'll put stuff up about the caper farm this afternoon yeah. because it's like to me it's something I want to share with yeah, people. I know. It's I really yeah. Today. I wish you had to come out. It was it was Thanks. really good to yeah. to see stuff like that, and that's what I'd love to do. You know, I love to go and going to farms and seeing how stuff's grown. And yeah, love it too. Meeting those characters that they're doing it as well. You know. Yeah. Any advice for young punters wanting to get into the game? And then um, that'll do because we'll run out of battery. Okay, cool. Yeah, look, my advice would be to, and this is, I, I actually do go to a lot of high schools and try to convince kids that it'd be a great idea to be a chef. It's like, oh, yeah, you get paid hardly anything and you have to work heaps of hours and you work like weekends and nights. <laughs> nights. Well, yeah, why yeah, don't you yeah. do it? It's really good. If you good. go to parties, probably you're not yeah, going to get there until everyone's drunk. There. That's yeah. right. So, um, but for the ones who, you know, who get past that, it's kind of, you know, um, if you want to be a good chef, and I say to them, if you're going to go into this business and you want to be good at it, you're not going into like, oh, I want to have a career as a chef. I think I'd like to be a mediocre one. You don't go and work in a mediocre place. You you, you want to be good at what and and make a name for yourself and, and learn heaps. Then do your research, choose the places that you like the look of, and then just harass the hell out of them until they give you a job. Great you know, advice. That's that's what I that's what I did. Yeah. You know, when I was an apprentice, I'm like, this is the job I want. I targeted those restaurants. I targeted Chevaliers once I'd been at Squirrels for 18 months. I was like, I, the head chef in there, in there eventually went, oh, for Christ's sake, if I give you a job, will you stop harassing me? <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And, she, and you know, I did, and I went and worked there, and, I, and it was a great thing, to, great place to to learn. She was a really great chef, and and I learned heaps, and it and it shaped who I am. So that would be my my biggest piece of advice is just is not just go, oh, there's a job, I'll take it. Find the job that you want and and just go for it until yeah. you get it, you know. That's really good advice. Mate, it's been a real pleasure talking to you. I'm absolutely, um, you know, I'm flattered that we're able to be mates through business and, um, you know, watch your Me journey. Too. and um, I'm glad I've got a good fruit and veggie supply. Yeah, well, thank you very much. And uh, <laughs> thank you for being so loyal and I'll pay you for that later. Mm. But, um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's fantastic to work with you and, and watch your journey and your passion for all the farms and, you know, the training that you're doing with the, with the young chefs. And great for me to get to know you better today and everyone else has got the opportunity to learn a little bit more about you as well today. And thanks for having a Excellent. chat. Excellent. Thanks for having Cheers. me. Cheers. Oh. Thank you, Matt Galinsky, for being a part of the podcast. Cool chatting with you today. Bit of a blow, you might say. The guy next door blowing leaves off the roof. I hope you guys could hear that a little bit of background noise. Bit of a byproduct of doing a podcast outside. Coming up, Becky Bamboo. That's what I call her. Cool chick, big heart bamboo. Keep an eye out for that on the podcast.